Hello, and welcome to the Foot School Podcast. I'm Andy Brummage. In early December, six ninth graders attended the Student Diversity Leadership Conference, an annual gathering hosted by the National Association of Independent Schools. In a normal year, the students would have traveled to another state to join peers from around the country in workshops about race, identity, allyship, and anti-racist practices. This year, the conference was held virtually, but the effect on our students was no less profound. For this episode, ninth grader Kieran Mockham plays guest host and interviews his classmates about what they learned at the conference and how they can bring those insights back to foot to make our school more inclusive. In today's recording, we will discuss the Student Diversity Leadership Conference, which, which foot students attend every year. The SDLC is a multicultural, multiracial assembly of young leaders that hosted transparent, insightful conversations about pressing issues. All right, so with that, let's begin. My first question is about your initial thoughts for the conference. And here with so many disappointments, how would you describe your initial expectations for SDLC? I think um, going into the conference, um, just hearing from Elias and Zainab and Anya from the year before talk about how awesome it was, I was kind of super excited to be able to have the opportunity to actually attend something that was so kind of foreign to me. Um, I didn't really know what I was, what to expect going in. And I was, I was actually a little nervous, um, but having gone now, I'm super happy that I got the chance to go. Yeah, I really only had had information from past students who'd gone because we weren't really given too much just when we went in just to have an open mind and lean into discomfort. Yeah, and I also think, um, uh, Ms. Williams and Ms. Mello gave us some tips to kind of how we could get the most out of the experience. Um, but I really didn't know much about any of this before going into it. I thought I did, um, but I was clearly wrong. And I'm happy that I got all of the, got to hear all of the different perspectives and experience that people had. I guess it's sort of in the same vein. What inspired you guys or like drove you, I guess, to go to the SDLC? Um, and perhaps what, what did you hope to accomplish coming out of it? Like, um, like everyone mentioned before, like the presentations and informations, the past ninth graders who went to the conference and presented it to the whole school was what really inspired me to sign up. I just wanted to like learn about the experiences of other people and be more aware of the struggles of others that surround us, not but also not just like learning about things, but I also just wanted to have fun and it did, and it did end up really being a fun and benefiting experience. Uh, yeah, I just really wanted to like learn about other people's perspective on things and be able to bring that like that new knowledge back to foot to like teach it to my peers. I think also um, my sister went when she was in ninth grade and she told me all about it and told me how life changing it was for her. And especially um, Kieran and I, we've been a part of F stand at foot for a few years now and just hearing all of the people even before um, the ninth graders last year who got to go, it just seemed like a really um, interesting experience to just hear from people from all over the world and hear their different perspectives and views on different things. So yeah, I was just, I was really inspired to actually um, learn more about this topic. Yeah, so what was, what would you guys say was the most memorable aspect of the conference for you guys and that you hope will carry on with you as you progress in your life? I'm just interested to hear from you guys because I know there was a lot for me. Um, I think most of my peers will agree with me when I say like the affinity groups were very interesting. 
in the affinity groups, I met like a lot of people like me and heard about their experiences in school, at home and outside of school. Because I identify as Asian, I went to the Asian Asian, Asian Pacific Lander affinity group. There was a, around about 200 people and occasionally we had small breakout rooms and I really got to know the fellow students that were in my group. From the end of the conference, which was about two months ago, I am still in contact with a lot of people from my group. And during the week in which the meetings took place, we all took time at the end of the day to exchange our social socials. So it was really like I met and got to know them in real life. In the smaller family groups, you really got to make connections with people because you'd meet with them for a few hours every day. And we'd split even into smaller groups of about five people. And I'm still in contact with people from there and you can hear everyone's experiences and it turned a group of strangers into people with connections. Uh, yeah, I just personally liked when we broke up into really like small groups because it was really like interesting to like kind of like come away from a huge group of people and really just talk about it with like a select like three or four people. So that was kind of my favorite part. Um, one really memorable thing for me was actually the first activity that we did, um, the silent movement. It was the first thing we did and it was definitely the thing that um, kind of stuck with me the most. It was where we all turned off our cameras and switched a certain setting on Zoom. And if someone asked um, questions of a bunch of identifiers, and if it and if you identified as that, um, then you turn on your camera and you're able to see everybody. Um, and I think it was just super interesting because I had never heard of a lot of the things they were saying. So I was um, kind of put into this weird position where I had no idea what they were talking about. And I was actually looking up things as they were going along just to, just to make sure I understood what it was. Um, but that kind of really opened my eyes to see that there's not just this, um, all the things that I've been exposed to are not what's actually in the real world. And um, lots of people identify as um, many different things that I'm aware of. And it was just nice to actually um, fully understand what everybody um, kind of identified as and it was just really um, eye-opening to see that there's not just um, the people who we see every day there's more than that yeah awesome guys I think I think a lot of the things you guys said I can really relate to um, and from going to the SDLC I understand that like the bulk of the time was spent in affinity and family groups um, which for those of you that don't know are groups of about 50 people or so um, so can some of you guys share what you learned from them or if like anything resonated with you or your experience overall yeah. Um, in our affinity groups, we compared a lot of like silly and funny things that happen in the typical Asian household and a lot of habits that we all have in common, like how our parents does not allow us to ever use the dishwashers or how they keep the biscuit tins left over from years ago and use them as mini sewing kits. More importantly, we discussed the struggles that we all went through. Like in breakout rooms, we all had a specific topic for discussion. Some of them were um, facing racial discrimination, Asian beauty standards, and the fox eye trend, which was, I think, a, a very controversial beauty trend that was popular about a year ago. Overall, I think I had the most enjoy enjoyable time in my affinity groups, and it might have been because that um in in the affinity groups there was a lot of people who had similar experiences than i did and i'm sure also others can relate to that so i think that's why the affinity groups was like where i had the most enjoyable time and where i felt the most comfortable
I think a major emphasis during SDLC was taking what you learn um, and applying it to the communities, you know, where one resided and learned. So after taking everything away from SDLC and having a lot of time to process it at this point, how do you think we can improve the community around us? Um, first of all, I think the addition of affinity groups would be very beneficial to the foot community. I think a lot of others also have the same thought as me, mainly due to like my own experience and how much the things we discussed in that time resonated with me. I think it is also now our job to spread awareness and to bring back what we learned during the conference to everyone back at school. Yeah, I think that's um, definitely something we should um, implant in the foot community moving forward. I know we've had it in the past, but just to really um, cement them into um, kind of e either just once a month or whenever we can, I think that would be really um, helpful to have for people to have a safe space to share their thoughts. Um, but also I think this idea of ally versus practitioner was something that we talked about a lot at SDLC. And it's this idea of you can't call yourself an ally someone from a specific movement or whatever you're fighting for has to has to give you that title. Um, so I'd always thought of myself as, let's say, an ally to the Black Lives Matter uh, movement. Um, but when I went to SDLC, I realized I can't earn that title unless I do anti-racist actions every single day. Um, and then I'll get the term an ally, but I have to be given that title by someone a part of the movement. And I think just this idea of if you're an ally, you're kind of um, agreeing and supporting your friends or whoever's in that movement. But a practitioner is someone who's actually doing hands-on physical actions each day to support the movement. And I think that's just something I'd never really thought of. And my goal moving forward is to become a practitioner and do something each day um, to help the cause or movement. One thing that my family group talked a lot about was how to deal with difficult conversations because as we get older and we start exploring new ideas, people have disagreements. And so we talked about how you should always try and remain calm and just hear the other person out and try and understand where they're coming from and not think of anything as a debate, but more of something as a place to learn instead of a debate. So you actually learn from it instead of trying to fight someone, instead of trying to win. Because really, if you beat someone at that, you're not a winner. You're just destroying a conversation. All right, yeah. So sort of the last question in the same vein of reflection is what did you guys think of the S what do you guys think, I guess, the SDLC gave you um, that you that would have otherwise not been brought to your attention? I know Ryan mentioned Ally versus Practitioner, which is a good one, but is there anything else? Um personally, a lot of things I learned at the conference would have never been brought to my attention if it wasn't for SDLC. Some very memorable moments was when my family group leaders like educated us about various cycles, cycles residing in our society. Like this, for example, the cycle of liberation is the process of standing up to injustice. And I think that's the cycle we as the part participants of the SDLC conference should go through as it represents taking a stand, then forming a community, educating others and action planning, which is what we are doing at this moment. Yeah, it kind of just gave me like a new perspective that I wouldn't really have like, like known if I hadn't gone like kind of hearing from like so many different groups of people that like identify so many different things. Really just like helped me learn a lot. Yeah, and um, towards the end of the conference, um, we heard this, this woman, Jane Elliott, 
who is this American educator and like civil rights activist. And she did this experiment um, with her class of, I think it was second or third graders, where she told that um, it was either, she told that the blue eyed students were smarter and more, and um, that she kind of just told them that they were better than the students with brown eyes. And they instantly, she instantly saw a change in their confidence and just, they just felt better. Um, and what she got from that was she kind of, uh, there's actually a quote that she said, um, in America, it's the land of the free and the and land of the free and the home of the brave, but white people are free and people of color have to be brave. And I just thought that was, that was something that I took away from that. And that's a quote that I kind of think about every day. Um, and kind of, that's something that we need to work towards. But she said that oppression, you're not born, you're not born racist. Um, you develop racism, but if you can develop it, then it can be undeveloped or untaught. So I thought that was another interesting point that she brought up. Well, it was awesome to have you guys on today. Thank you so much, Hank, Ryan, Camilla, Audrey, and Lisa for sharing your experiences with the community. Um, I'm really appreciative. Thank you. Foot School Podcasts are a production of The Foot School, an independent school for grades K-9 in New Haven, Connecticut. Subscribe to our podcast and leave us a rating and a review while you're there. It will help other people find our podcast. Find more information at www.footschool.org. Thank you for listening.